to Radio Cape Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Radio that cares 24 hours a day. Hello family and friends. I'm Renette Marburg, ready to meet with you on my program, Rise. On this program, we have honest and truthful conversations around family challenges relevant to you. Rise on Radio K Pulpit, 729am. Finding God's truth for a way forward together. Good afternoon, family and friends, and welcome and thank you for joining me this afternoon on Cape Pulpit on my program called Rise 7 to 9 a.m. And we are facing a very, very wonderful uh, week ahead. We know that this is the time where we celebrate our the, what the Lord has done for us, and we are heading into a wonderful period of time where we are going to remember what he has done for us in uh, over this period. And I just want to welcome you and uh, just want to thank the Lord for what he's done for us in our lives. And yes, Lord, you have been so faithful to us in this year. And uh, yes, and we are going through a new season and we're just going to lay our lives before you. And we are going to be so grateful for what you've got planned for us in this new year. So yes, and we have a guest, a wonderful guest on our program today. Um, she is Pastor Mary Ann uh, Prinsloo, and she has been an, a huge uh, uh, activist for gender-based violence. But our topic today is literally, how are we as society actually addressing this uh, problem that has escalated gone, uh, uh, across gender. It's not just um, uh, we have statistics where uh, the gender-based violence goes up between uh, 50, just over 50% for women and the other 50% for men and young boys and young girls. So we are going to be discussing this as, you know, is the tr church actually addressing this? Are we accommodating this problem in our society? And are we vigilant? And are we act actually taking action? So, but first of all, we're going to listen to Karine Deval, a very good friend of mine, and Alvira Standerly. Um, she is from such an anointed a young singer. Uh, and they're going to sing Pray On, one of my favorites of Karine's. And uh, enjoy. Good afternoon, family and friends. And that was Brandon Heath. It's one of our family favorites. And what an amazing uh, track that was to listen to. And we had Pray from uh, Karine Duval and Alvira. And what a beautiful song that was. Um, I just want to welcome uh, Pastor Mary Ann uh, Prinsloo uh, with us today. And she's an activist and really uh, sold out to addressing the, the huge problem that we have for gender-based violence in our country. And uh, she does it on very different levels. She's the founder of um, her ministry called uh, Pastor Mary Ann uh, Princely Ministries, and she has a movement, a great movement called uh, Sisters Keepers. But she will tell us she about that a little bit later, um, because that is what we're supposed to be doing: is looking out for each other. So I just want to welcome you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, we know that you are a very, very busy lady, and uh, you are very much involved on, you know, the relig religious forum, and you know, also helping us get 
you know, getting the church involved and addressing this problem as well. So I just want you to share your journey and why are you so passionate about getting this, um, us to be aware and to be actively involved as the society and as the church. So you can just give us a little bit of your background. So thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you, Renette. Thank you. And yeah, it is absolutely an honor and privilege to be on your show. Thank you so much for um, inviting me here today to come and share with you. Now, yes, I have been involved in community development work for over 30 years and um, grassroots level, community level, from all sides of the table, if you can call it like that, I've been on an NGO perspective, um, government perspective, um, corporate social investment, um, you know, from that side of funding projects as well, and being involved, leading NGOs, um, being a consultant for government on various programs and, and projects. So I've been around the table mm. in terms of from a grassroots community level. And many programs and projects that we actually um, executed throughout the country, you know, different communities, city within the cities of our um, country, but also very rural communities. One thing that was very evident for me with women coming to the programs to be uplifted, skills development or life skills or whatever, that a lot of them would come and they've been beaten up Um you know, but they had no choice. They had to come, enroll into the project and the program because they had a sense of hope that that program or project would lift them up out of their circumstances. And that is how I encountered that. And mm. I actually saw that, got involved in it. You get the woman coming in with no sense of value and worth and just being there. They can't look you in your eyes and then you have to, you know, journey with them lift them up, comfort them, um, just giving that sense of worth back to them. And then, you know, you can only start to work with them. Then I also realized that training women and giving them skills when they're in a situation like that doesn't really help because they fall back, you know. Yes. They don't get out of that. They don't get out of that pit. It's like they sit there just for a short while and then they actually just get back into that pit. So just sowing the reality of that, seeing what um, was happening to women and children, yes. you know, in communities, grassroots level, really touched my heart. And, and I would say that God has really put that burden on my heart and that call on my heart to actually not just, you know, like entertain it in a, in a way, because when we don't do anything about it, we are actually entertaining it. Yes. But to really step up and, and to start to speak out about it and start to get actively involved in this topic of gender-based violence, um, yes. you know, collaborating with organizations that was quite outspoken about it. And yeah, and that's how my journey started as being very outspoken, being an activist um, and getting involved on not just grassroots level, but also on other levels, you know, with on, with government, um, with the South African police service, and start to actually look at this issue that we are dealing with, that it's part of the whole crime agenda, but gender-based violence is a real, real, real thing. And um, mm -hmm. 
and that's how I just started getting getting involved. So I also then wrote a, a curriculum for to train women, which is called Tiaras and Crown, speaking about their value, their worth, and their potential, and their program uh, and their purpose, which is an eight-week program, mm. and it takes them through all the the phases of their life, but also telling them, teaching them that they have the power of choice ultimately to make a change in their circumstances, in their situation, also if their children are being abused. Um, And part of that eight-week curriculum is also in a healing um, part that we work with the inner strength to really make them strong, to get that sense of understanding that, you know, I actually have the destiny in my hand. It doesn't help me just to pray, 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 and say, God, come and lift me out of the situation. I need to do something. I need to actually listen to the voice of God to lead me and guide me not to sit in this situation and allow the perpetrator to actually abuse me and my children um, and just being the victim for the rest of my life. So, yeah, I realize that we need to equip and empower women to take responsibility for their lives and getting involved in that training program that I wrote. And then that is a program that we actually give to churches. So we do a trainer trainer um, on that. And then we actually give it to churches to actually yeah, through their ministries to actually um, Facilita- facilitate, facilitate it. Yeah. Wonderful. So that we help the church then through the ministries that they have, the women ministries or what that they have or the youth ministry to actually address that because we also have a program for young girls where we train them about human trafficking and also the girl child about bullying because that is where the first, that is where gender-based violence actually starts, you know, with bullying, allowing that. Um, and that's another topic on its, on its own to actually talk about. So, yeah, currently what I decided, I took it up one notch. And um, so I've been very involved with, with on government level, but also with our city of Cape Town and um, in getting involved with the outreach programs. Our previous mayor, Dan Plata, had a real heart for um, gender-based violence and speaking up against it. So for two consecutive years, I would travel with him throughout the metropole and then on behalf of the church, speak out about it, you know. Okay. And um, and in terms of the outreach, gender-based violence, outreach programs. And, you know, I think uh, encouraging the church to actually get actively involved in this mm. social illness. Because it's a huge social illness. It just doesn't seem to go away. It doesn't. It just seems to be escalating and the patterns just stay there. As um, in in all walks of life, it's not necessarily just in you know certain communities. Mm-hmm. It's right across board. And um, as I mentioned um, earlier on, the fact that it's uh, the ratio of uh, abuse uh, is just as much as on on young men and boys and and as well. I mean, it's like right into the the fifties uh, percent, yes. and uh, that is really shocking. If we think of what what are we, what, what generation are we raising, um, in the process? Because obviously the the abuser becomes has been abused as well. Yeah, it's a vicious cycle. You know, actually, 
a cycle and I believe that it's a demonic agenda that's upon the earth and that is really the essence of it because if you really look at the perpetrator why would they actually do something like that you know why would they go to that extent of abuse um, even with small babies um, it's nothing else than exactly that a demonic agenda and that's why I believe that the church can play such a vital role with society in addressing this and in combating this because we can't wait for government. We can't think government is just going to do it. Do it be the answer be to the, everything. No, and also with the police. You know, there's a huge education process within communities, but also in the police. I'm currently, we are busy working with the structures within the police to actually look at the processes and um, to address the gaps in the process because that is a huge, because of, I think, because of the load um, of gender-based violence and crime, you know, that we have in our country. There's a huge load on the, on the police. Um, they pay, they, also, their people is not trained, police officers is not trained how to deal with a victim, you know, so that is the issues that we are actually looking at. And then the process, the, the timeline, the time frame from, you know, actually when, when the case comes in and it goes to court, what is that yes, process? That whole process. That whole well. process. Yeah. So because that is also where there's a lot of gaps. Um, and, and, but also on the other side of the, of the education part. But yes, you see, gender-based violence and, and uh, you know, I want to talk about gender-based violence as an abuse that is part of, I mean, it's part of it. But that is across all races. It is, and socioeconomic statuses, it yes. is, we, it's just certain people talk more about it. It's open and other people will hide it, you know, mm. and not come out. Um, and maybe stay in that situation for many, many, many years. So it's for me part of for part of this getting this message out is across all cultures. It's across all races. It's across all age groups. I'm really inviting people out there, social um, society and church groups to actually come out and and with me and let us address it let us speak into, into it. it let us open the conversation and not have it a closed conversation but let's open the conversation absolutely so we're going to continue chatting about that afterwards and just how we you know how do you see the church and society getting involved so we're going to first listen to miracles by elisa turner good afternoon and welcome to my program called Rise, it's Renette Myberg, and we need to just remind you that we're talking about a very sensitive, sensitive and very relevant topic today. Um, I know we keep talking about gender-based violence, but I have a very special guest in, in the studio with me today, Pastor Mary Ann uh, Prinsloo, and she has dealt with this cause that is just escalating right through our nation and it has not been able to be addressed by society and the church successfully and you know uh, so thank you so much for joining us again but i do want to remind you that uh, you're welcome to contact us on our whatsapp number 081 729 
1657. Our telegram number is exactly the same, 081-729-1657. And we have an SMS line as well, which is 37988. And we have a counseling department. It is on 021-917-0700. And our option is 1. And you are welcome to contact us on anything that you'd like to know about our programs or about our topics, um, and or if you need a bit of help or a, a, a way to go, please contact us, and then we can see how we can guide you into uh, into the right direction. But I also want to remind you that God has given us this wonderful uh, passage uh, in Psalm 46, verse 1. He says, God is our refuge and strength and very ever-present help in trouble and we need to know that when we are addressing something so serious that he is our refuge and our strength so we need to lean on him to be able to take the action that we need to take the action and we it is doable so pastor mary ann thank you so much for joining me today and let us just continue on you know obviously we are failing it dismally as society and as the church of actually are we equipped are we afraid to get involved? Do we know how to get involved? So just give us your views on that. Thank you so much. Yeah. So I just want to give you two quotes. Edmund Burke said, All that is necessary for the triumph of evil is that good men do nothing. And Simon Wiesenthal said, For evil to flourish, it only requires good men to do nothing. Oh, that's powerful. And that is exactly that. Even we as society and the church, if we just, you know, stand back and do nothing, we allow evil to flourish. We allow evil to triumph over us, over our societies, because we might sit and think today and, you know, the listeners out there might think, but you know, this is not really impacting me. It's not having an an effect on me, but it does. It really does because it's either in your inner circle family or friends that you know of, you know, issues that um, they are dealing with, Um, even with your children at school and in other families that is also close, maybe their friends, you know, that... um, that you know of that is dealing with issues like that where there is abuse and violence in their homes and they are dealing they have to deal with it so we think it does not impact us or affect us when it's in our like directly but it does it does in the end it does affect and impact all of us because it's still crime and we are still dealing with crime and we don't know how near it can actually get to us Therefore, I believe all of us need to take a stand. All of us need to become and say, I'm not going to allow this evil to triumph over us and over my community. And I'm going to step out and I'm going to just do something about it. Because for me, for many years, I knew about it, but I've never been actively involved, you know, and stepping into the arena. Now I'm actually stepping into the arena And now I only realize that nobody is actually involved. Yes, there's no no hands on deck. There's no no hands on deck. 
Um, mm. And that is when I like realize, yes, because everybody is just stepping back from this issue. Nobody wants to talk about it. You know, when we look at society, they are not talking about it. It's this, 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 they have this, this mindset is mm. I don't want to get involved. It's not my business, you That's know. Correct. So I'm not going to talk about it, even if it's next door you know, like your neighbor and you can, you know, it is happening. You know that there's violence, you know, there's abuse. Um, either the, 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 the mother, the father or the kids, it doesn't matter. It's like you, it's not my business. I just stay in my lane and, you know, it is their business. And, you know, we, we don't get involved because we're too scared. We don't know why, because we are not informed of what is the processes. We are not informed about the legislation. We are not informed about what protection is available. You know? Yes. And if I phone the police, then they're going to, you know, they're going to draw me into this issue. You know? Yes. So that is why, because people are not informed and they are ill-equipped, as we were just chatting in the break. The same with the church. The church went totally quiet on this issue um they are not preaching it they are not teaching about it we they are not addressing this evil it's evil it's just evil that is just one thing that i can say with so much passion and so much conviction that the cases that i've seen it's evil if you can throw petrol over somebody and set them alight Mm -hmm. there's nothing that was involved in it than evil so we have to step out as children of God as women and men of God and we need to come together and we need to address it we need to collaborate we need to take hands we need to get into unity because there is no unity this evil can flourish because there's no there's no unity on this this evil can triumph over us in our societies and that is the, the 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 thing when the church i believe that they they you know the education needs to come from from the church the information needs to come from the church so that it's the correct information that is being given through you know it is yes. it's with in, truth with truth mm. it is in line with the word of god it is with truth that it's been that that you know it's conveyed it is um that from the platforms, um, from the pulpit, um, in your congregation, I mean, pastors know that there's a, sometimes women that is being abused, that the men are sitting in the congregation. Now, I'm being known as an activist that speak my, my you know, hey, my mind. heart and, and my mind. And yes, um, you don't stand back. <laughs> no, I don't stand back. And then sometimes I say things and afterwards I'm like, wow, now I've really put my foot in it. But you know what? Because I deal with women that goes through abuse, they don't know where to go to. So they, a lot of them, they will contact me because they don't know who to speak to. And in the church arena, I have a lot of women that is in the church as leaders and wives of men of God that yes. contact me that are going through that abuse. And they don't know how to get out. They don't know what to say. They don't know what to do. So it is not something out there in the wicked streets of our society. It's also right in the middle of the church, 
of the inner core that it is happening. And that is why this is a real, real issue to address. We're going to chat about that straight after this. Um, it is so relevant what you are saying now is of the shame in in the situation that people do not come out and the fact that people are involved that's right next door or you know a family you don't want to offend you don't want to get involved because of the relationships so we're going to we're going to deal with that straight after listening to grateful by stephen curtis chapman good afternoon and oh my goodness time is flying um i just want us to realize that uh, we are talking about a very sensitive issue. I'm actually having Pastor Mary Ann back next week on just to discuss the um, issues that, you know, how we can be, you know, the solution to it. So I want you to keep tuned in uh, for next week as well, because this is very important. There is ways that we can start activating something within our own uh, circle, even being just available for somebody. Uh, So uh, Pastor Mary Ann's just going to tell us a little bit about her movement that she's started. And, you know, maybe you can invite her just to come and maybe do the program with you as a church. But let her just explain to you what actually she is doing right now amongst the ladies and their children at the moment. So just give us a little bit of a background of what you're doing. Yes. So I started Sisters Keeper Movement um, about six years ago when God has really put it on my heart not to, it's not a church, it's not an NGO, it's a movement. Mm. It is calling people out there to become part, to take hands, to collaborate to support the issues that we are dealing with as leaders in the church. So it's really um, what God has put on my heart for this movement. It's to equip leaders to keep on running the race for God. It's to equip leaders to deal with, you know, these tough issues like gender-based violence through training programs, through getting in um, other experts with expertise and training and informing and educating the church, the um, groups, you know, um, cell groups and connect groups, also um, NGOs, anyone that's out there that is running the race in helping, being the keeper of their sisters, standing in the gap for someone. And that's why God gave me such a powerful name, Sister's Keeper, being the keeper of your sister. And it's not just women, because men also need to be the keeper of their sister. He's the keep, a, a man is a keeper of his wife, his daughter, his mother, Absolutely. his sister. Every woman figure in his life, he must also be the keeper of that woman. So it's not just a, a, a woman's organization, as people think Sisters Keeper is a woman's mm, it's movement. Family. It's for family. It's to bring restoration, you know, yes. um, within our family structures mm, and in our family good. units. That is what it is about. And um, so God has really put it on my heart, and I activate and I really groups of people. So I go out and I just see it as releasing the anointing, this anointing of standing in the gap for someone else, this anointing of spreading the love and ultimately spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ through the love that we give. Mm -hmm. 
to the people out there. That is what Sisters Keep It is about. It's to embrace, to, to, to not judge, but to embrace, mm-hmm. to not compete, but complete. And that's why it's a movement, because it's for everyone. It's for society. It's for NGOs. It's for churches. It is to come together. Let's complete one another and let us not compete. Let us not reinvent the wheel, try and do everything ourselves. But let's just come together and collaborate. So Sisters Keeper is based on five C's where we we say we connect, we collaborate, we uh, celebrate, we commit. And we change. That is coming together so we connect with one another. We actually collaborate with one another. We commit to actually be the change. Then we change and then we celebrate together of the change that we can see happening around us. So basically what I do is just to go out to motivate, to encourage, to train, to teach, to equip and empower the the people out there, men and women of God, society, that say, I want to be the change. That is what Sisters Keeper is about. It's being the keeper of your sister, standing in the gap, addressing issues, being an activist, say, I, I, I will go. You know, it's like raising your hand for God and say, God, use Putting me. Putting your hand up and yes. getting started. And say, use me. I'm ready. I'm here. I will go. And yeah, since I did that, obviously God has taken me into places that I never thought I'll put my foot, I set foot, and all over globally, um, because gender-based violence, which is one of the issues that we address and that I have a passion for, but I also have a strong passion for the gospel um, of Jesus Christ and spreading the gospel, but spreading the love of Jesus Christ through what we do, actions, not just speaking, but the actions of every day of what we do, getting involved. And Sisters Keeper has been, and next week we'll talk about it as well, more on the practical side, but has been where we really step out and where we connect people. If someone's got an issue, then I can connect them either with a psychologist or with an attorney or a lawyer or with a church um, that's in within the um, you know community. If they're hungry with a soup kitchen or whatever, it's just really being the keeper of this our sister. And some people I never meet. I, maybe they just WhatsApp me or they phone me. And I never see them. I never meet them. But it's okay because to me it's just that releasing that anointing, that anointing of Sister Skipper. And it's a movement because the Holy Spirit is on the move. The Holy Spirit is. is not stagnant. It's in action. And that is why I believe God said it had to be a movement because we need to move. We need to get out there and step in and step out and not just sit in our comfort zones. So that's what I'm doing, encouraging people to step out, step up and step in and let's collaborate and do it together. That is so powerful. I just want to thank you so much for this week so long. Um, But looking forward to the solutions for next week. Um, The ways that we can possibly um, execute the solutions, um, even if it's just a group of uh, within our communities or in our homes or even uh, just... You know, we sometimes need to do something, but we don't know what to do. That we even as individuals can just come alongside and see how we can get involved. But definitely, definitely looking forward to next week. Um, so 
<clears throat> excuse me, I just want to encourage you people to please join us next week. Um, and I just want to thank you for so long. Uh, thank you for coming in and giving us a taste of what the, you know, the, the magnitude of this problem. And we need to deal with it ASAP. ASAP. And so there's a sense of urgency in the spirit that we need to get people uh, restored back to who God ordained them to be. So thank you so much, uh, Pastor Mary Ann. Looking forward to next week. Thank you to you. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to actually just, you know, to, to, um, as we're leaving off today, to just to keep on going. Yes. And yes. I just want to encourage everybody to have a wonderful day, a blessed day. And yeah, to just also meditate and process on what we were discussing today. Yes. Thank and you. be prepared for the next program. Um, I just want to remind you of Deuteronomy 31 verse 6. It says, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord our God is with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. So be encouraged. You can make a difference. And do not be afraid uh, to step up and speak out. It is always you can have an ch- opportunity to save a life and restore them back to Jesus. Have a great week. Look after yourself. Be safe and stick to the rules. And we will see you next week. God bless. Goodbye.